0: Hey, welcome to the Happy Ramp Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined as always in studio by my good friends, my partners in radio, Barnabas Piper and Ron Martin. Boys, we have a historic episode dialed up for today. In that, uh, this is our last episode as independent media makers. Uh,
1: years ago, how many years ago, Pipe, did we start this thing? Man, I think we're... We're almost at eight. Yeah. It was twenty fourteen when we started this. And it was like I think it was May of twenty fourteen. Yeah. So we're we're fast approaching eight years doing this, which is either we either deserve kudos or what is
0: the matter with us? Yeah, that's crazy. Sometimes I say eight, sometimes I say ten, you know, just round it up. <laughs> but uh we've been doing this for a long time. And um we've been doing it independently. So we've been just kinda you know hard scrabble true to our integrity uh makers of podcast media but boys we are on the precipice of something big for this program uh in that we are selling out uh we
1: are selling out in a huge way to a company called it's salem right pipe Salem Media and then yeah, so they have a they have a network of podcasts called Life Audio. So we will ah, be Life Audio Newly minted Life Audio members, yeah. participants, artists, moguls, yeah. etc. Life audio artists, artists. Yes. Um they came to us with a
0: just a briefcase full of cash. Uh they know what our weak spots are in true A and R kind of media fashion. They uh they pursued us, they chased us down. Uh I'd say they played to our egos a little bit. Uh they played to our considerable egos. And um, we have, yeah, we have a huge new deal in place, boys. And I'm, I'm sorry, I'm a little distracted. My computer's doing weird things. Also, it looks like my son Maxim just like dumped out the contents of his backpack like right in my studio space. So I'm, I'm looking at this huge pile of stuff, hoping he doesn't need any of it for school. But um, yeah, big changes ahead for us, boys. Piper, we have, uh, kind of to kick this thing off, a live show coming up. Um, it's live. It's in the Louisville area, the greater Louisville metro area. Uh, tell people where they can get tickets for the show.
1: Yeah. If you go to the dot that's our website where you can find all of our episodes, all of our merchandise, which remains awesome. Um, and it, you just there's right at the top, it says the live show and you can find all the details there. It is Monday, April 18th at 7 PM. It will be at Sojourn Church in New Albany, uh, Indiana, which is right across the river from Louisville. It's like the low-rent district of Louisville. It's where people mm-hmm. can afford homes and also where we can afford to do a show because we got, we got priced out of Louisville, basically. They were like, sorry, you don't make the cut anymore. So we're like, fine, we'll go across the river to our friends at Sojourn New Albany. It's It's a 10-minute drive from downtown Louisville or Uber ride. Um, It's the morning before or the the evening before T4G starts. And so it'll be our typical show of shenanigans, multiple episodes, lots of interaction with you, the listeners who are there. A bunch of you have already bought tickets. We have two ticket options. One is a premium ticket option that's only available until March 27th because that one comes with an exclusive Happy Rant Last Laugh t-shirt. And we need to get those printed and everything. Our good friend Josh Byers, who also runs Visual Theology, is designing those. He sent me uh, the design he's working on. It looks really sharp. So you can get that ticket option for forty five dollars or standard tickets for twenty dollars. And yeah, go go check it out. Thehappyrant.com, dot live show. Get your tickets. Um, the standard tickets will be available right up until showtime, basically. But we encourage you to get them in advance.
0: I'm hearing a lot of buzz about this show, and I'm actually, baby, hearing that there's going to be some celebrity appearances in the house, uh, including perhaps one at Jared C. Wilson, kind of experimenting with his wardrobe a little bit, doing some different things. Mm. He's a sponsored uh, at Marshalls celebrity. So at Jared C. and at Marshalls. Um, made it official they're in a business relationship jared's doing some new things with this wardrobe kind of ex- tj
1: tj maxx really wants to get in on this that yeah. you could you could have just started a bidding it's war. like
0: nfl free agency tj maxx made a big push right at the end but you know uh at marshall's got the deal done uh jared's doing some things so when i when i think about his new wardrobe baby i'm i'm thinking of that character from uh you know the guy from The Wedding Singer who always wore like the Michael Jackson jacket and the one glove. Yeah. Um, yeah. In my mind's eye, that's Jar- that's going to be Jared at the show. He's he might have some leather pants on. You know, we'll just have
2: to. Oh man, can you imagine how dope that would? That be, would be incredible when Jared sees he walked in with leather <laughs> pants. I mean, I, I don't even know if I I would need a moment to compose myself. I'd be so stoked. I feel like Jared
0: sees yeah. in that moment of celebrity where he's. He's kind of inflating how much people are actually looking at him. When in fact, when you're a middle-aged man, like no one's looking at you really ever for any
1: reason, uh, unless you're wearing leather pants, and then they can't look away. Unless for, you're wearing you know, sort of pants. sort of train wreck reasons. That's right. Yeah. Well, it's train wrecky. It's, it's going to be. Yeah, it's train It's going to be
0: a
2: little train wrecky. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, the whole night's going to be train wrecky. Nice. I think what people, if so, if you've never been to a live broadcast, yeah. uh, ladies and gents, I, <laughs> it is a bit train wrecky the whole the whole night. That's how I would describe it. It's, it's train wrecky in the best possible. Dude,
0: remember that one year? And I think this was a year where we pulled the biggest, the biggest ticket sales for this thing, where we really went for it. And we really went into the sheet cake thing. We really went into, like, I got some guy to, like, make us Nerf footballs. Um, that was huge. That felt really big. I would, I would like to recapture that energy. So let's, let's take a minute That'd and awesome. think about yeah. what stuff we would like people to bring us
1: this time. Um, oh yeah, we. I forgot that we have a tradition of asking people to give us gifts to kind of make it feel That's, special.
0: You know. Yeah. Um. Mm. Mm. What, what are you guys thinking? Anything come to mind? Like Marshall's gift cards, maybe? Just.
2: Okay. Oh, are you? Can you imagine the joy? Maybe you could talk to that, Jared be, about that, would, that.
0: Yeah, I mean, you may maybe maybe that should be his price of admission. You know, he's a really important guy. You may have to go through some back channels now to get to him, even. But um, if you didn't. If we could lean into that, Did, that would
1: be great. Yeah, that 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 would be something. Um, or just like I would be interested if you know, like if if we put out like our shirt sizes, just the the best shirt they could find at Marshalls. Okay, so yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think that's the play. Mm-hmm. Right. So b- you know, gift gift cards feel a little impersonal, whereas if they're like, mm-hmm. oh, this is the perfect Ted Clark, like basically Marshall's buy. Shirt.
2: Yeah, buy the shirt that you feel again, in a non-ironic way <laughs> yeah, would that's best right.
1: suit each
0: of us. Going to Marshalls, knowing our sizes. So I'm XL, just putting it out there. Um you know, <laughs> Large. It, I'm a large. It's a lot a lot of its shoulder, you know. We don't have to get into the specifics, but uh XL for me, probably like extra, extra small for Ronnie, but uh,
2: yeah, I should be a large, but I go with medium because yeah, I, you know, sh- sh- medium is is Ronnie because so. you know at Ronnie J Martin, you know, yeah. So Scrawny Ronnie, Ronnie, grab something from Marshalls
0: that you think uh, would would delight us, and that would be that would be amazing, and we'll make a bit out of it on the show. That'll be probably like a whole episode. So.
1: Um, any, anything Kent to Colby related is always welcome. I think one of you guys got a Kent to Colby baseball card at one point. I did. And it's still in my office. It's at my office at work and,
0: uh, I display it with pride. So, uh, shout out to whoever provided the, the Kent to Colby card, but maybe something from the Kent to Colby line at Marshall's. Um, I think he has a similar to Greg Norman, you know, there's just, there's a line of Kent to Colby related gear that, uh, that would be really nice for us. So. Um, yeah, go to Marshall's and do your worst. We're, uh, we're, we're excited. Um, always good to have a live show on the horizon boys, but in light of this move to Salem media, Piper, why don't you explain the logistics of it in terms of nothing's going to change for the audience. So they don't have to resubscribe. They don't have to do anything weird or different. Um, the show itself qualitatively and quantitatively is not going to change uh save for a couple little formatting things so piper tell them what's what's different and what's the same about this pivot to salem besides our oh, like yeah, i want st- two thousand dollar a day cocaine habits and yes, the, the yeah.
1: yeah and it's gonna end it's <laughs> gonna end with with explosions and grenade launchers attached to ak-47s and <laughs> say hello to my little friend I mean, all the usual the, stuff yeah the, the narrative arc on this is is just already in place but uh yeah I want to start by reassuring listeners that if we care about one thing on this show, it's artistic integrity. Mm. um We care deeply like that's there's the reason we've been independent for eight years, and it's right. because we just fiercely we just wouldn't sell out who we are and what we stand for, and that will not change. We get to continue to talk about whatever we want, however we want to, with absolutely no show prep. Mm-hmm. On a new network. So what you've come to expect from us, which is generally the unexpected, will continue. There's no, you know, they're not going to have sort of editorial watchdogs slapping down our our genius takes on things. Mm. Also, you don't need to resubscribe to anything. This will migrate to a new platform which just means nothing from you. It'll just keep showing up in your favorite podcast feed, whether that's the Apple podcast apps or Spotify or Amazon music or, you know, whatever, wherever you find your podcast, it's on all, we're on all of them. Um, so that doesn't change. What you will notice as a difference is, and maybe, maybe this is the greatest loss to some of you. Although I will say I'm, you know, I think I've reached the end of, of this place in my career. Um, I will no longer be doing ad reads, oh. um, and by reads I mean remembering stuff off the top of my head and, and riffing for sixty seconds. Baby,
2: let's give a let's give a moment of radio silence. Oh, I agree, baby. Right
1: now,
0: yeah. yeah, that that feels good. Just reflect on it. Um, yeah, I'm just reflect. This is where, like, if we were a bigger production, maybe Salem could do this for us. We could have some music coming. Yeah, in. we could cut together a montage, kind of a misty-eyed, <laughs> backward-looking thing about about Sarah
1: McLachlan in the arms of the angels, playing in the background. Oh yes, dude, or "I Will Remember You" by Sarah McLachlan over pipes. Or is that the one? I don't. Yeah. Are are they both by her? They Can are I both by her. I think. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> Again, every song integrity. is by Sarah McLachlan. At least, yeah. Every montage.
0: I had song. a couple of records it's by the, her in my collection play. in the nineties, just to look sensitive in case girls like came to my dorm. Uh, Sweet surrender, baby. Sweet surrender. (laughs) Oh, kind of like we're sweetly surrendering to Salem Media at this point.
2: And we're in their arms, you know? We're sweetly surrendering to Salem Media trying to tell you we're not surrendering to anybody which is just such a very 90s. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're not selling we out not to anybody. Sell out, but also to- we're, we're f- not selling out to anybody but I just signed a 4 billion dollar major label. Hold my
1: coffee while I sell out. Yeah. Um, and also we'll all be wearing leather pants. Um mm, leather Listeners, pants. you will you will be hearing more ads as part of the show uh, that'll just be sort of the pre-recorded thing. So who knows, maybe you'll buy like Bomba's socks or, you know, Casper mattresses. Mm or whatever it is that gets you know you'll sign up for an Audible subscription via this show um so it's also possible that Dwell could stay with us we've we've made the connection between Dwell and Salem they might be working out a deal that's no longer it's no longer my my purview i've handed off the negotiations and uh i'm not mad about that that part of it so yeah basically it's it's going to be the same show with a few different ad reads it'll look different on our end from a production side but that doesn't affect you at all uh, and so you just get to keep enjoying the show. And in all seriousness, we did have conversations with them and they were basically like the reason we wanted to pick you up is because of how you do the show. So don't, uh, yeah, no need to, to change much about how you do it. So that's good. I guess we don't, we don't have to change anything.
0: Man, that's so good. We don't have to change anything and we don't have to put any additional thought into it, which really feels good. And and it sounds like pipe, this frees you up to just be a radio superstar. You no longer have to deal with a lot of the business behind the scenes and we uh we- Yeah,
1: I don't I don't know what I'm gonna do with all my free mental my, my freed up mental energy and creative space. Mm. And uh who knows, maybe I'll start like the pipe cast to compete with the Cluck podcast oh, or man, something Oh, that. Man, that and, space and
0: just, is pretty crowded,
1: you know. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you'll start I don't know. There's there's room enough for the both of
0: us. Maybe you'll start like the, the your own art of pastoring, you know, walk walking your own little tightrope there uh in the yeah. in the cover the, art. the artistic genius of pasturing, i'll call it as go. opposed to just this this mere art if you were to start yeah. your own art of pasturing pipe let's just do 30 seconds on this <laughs> uh who would be your sidekick who would be oh, like the, the the second guy in the booth with you or the first guy i mean I no disrespect to at jared c
1: yeah um well no jared c is locked down uh Doing the For the Church Art of Pastoring podcast, right. um, so yeah, he wouldn't be an option. I'm trying to think of pastors that would be a ton of fun mm. um, because that's important. That's a short to me. list, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's. Uh, let's see. I mean, R- Ronnie would be on the list. We kind of do the art of pastoring every time you're not able to be with us on the podcast, which is rare. I mean, you you have you know you're kind of a man of steel, iron man to podcasting, yeah, absolutely. yeah, just just not missing anything. Um, let's see. Who would who would be a fun one, Ronnie? Any suggestions on fun pastors that you're aware of? I mean, it's a short list. I am not aware of any fun pastors. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I think That's I tough. think we're
2: locating a problem here in general. So I if think. he
1: didn't if he didn't already have a podcast, um, Noel Hakenin is a guy. So he has a podcast called um, uh, I think it's called Recovering Hypocrite. Dude, no way, middle aged
0: white guy that has a podcast. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, pastor Michigan. He's a Michigander. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, awesome beard. Mm-hmm. But he's he's just. You cheap. should know him, T. From he was. I know crazy. of he him.
2: A, yeah, a, like I knew of his church. No hiking in. Yet. Yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah, i really, ever met him, but. Yeah. they were kind of the mega church to University Reforms, sort of you know, small to middle size.
0: Well, church. yeah, I mean, we were mega after I I made K D Y famous. Um, oh, I mean, I, I meant before. Yeah, yeah, before that. Yeah, definitely we. We would like smugly look down our noses at them because they were so mega and successful, which is kind of the only card that you have to play as a small church um <laughs> you know so we would we would play that one frequently until we became our own I know something about that kind of uh you know unhealthy mega church but uh anyway, that's a long story, so yeah, pipe I think he would be a good um radio sidekick for you on the on on your own art of pastoring
1: which uh yeah and noel if you're listening um Let's just make this clear. You're my sidekick on this right. show. You you are the sidekick despite the awesome beard. You bring the beard, um, I bring most of everything. Dude, in true, That's how this works. In true decadent like major label fashion,
0: we should all have side projects that are going to eventually split up this project. And make us all completely irrelevant. <laughs> um, I think that's the trajectory. Wait, yeah, think, that things we,
1: that we're pursuing as solo artists yeah, down the road. exactly. So in true... Not only irrelevant,
2: but like enemies. It, there needs to... Yeah. We need to be enemies when this whole thing... Yeah,
0: breaks. yeah. There needs when to be major they, beef. Yeah. And uh, this whole thing will split apart and be. You sad.
2: know, God, it's Barnabas is a great guy. Um, love him. I wish him the best. Um, yeah. en- enjoy. Enjoyed my time with him. You know, right. again, great guy. Again, great again, guy. Again, great guy. Again, true.
0: Again, best in of luck. true pastoral fashion. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Let me. Let me. Let me qualify what a great guy is. Forty-seven times
1: before I absolutely just eviscerate him. <laughs> do I? Do I get called a lovely man anywhere in this evisceration? Like <laughs> just a lovely guy. Set, I but, mean, I
2: think that's, I, I see kind of Ted going that direction. You know, Barnabas okay. was, he's a lovely man. He's a man,
1: really lovely but, man. But many great but,
0: qualities. But yeah. He was a joy to work with, you know? Until, except, you know
1: be great, except guys? For when he Let's, wasn't. Yeah.
2: Let's do this. Let, let's do this for one. Let's do this maybe for our opening Salem pod. Let's let's each like write out w- how we're going to describe the other person when we break this pod up as enemies. <laughs> yeah. Let's each like. like how <laughs> great would that be to to read off like how we're going to commute? So so, Ronnie, what like, dude, tell me what. It's like happened a podcast prenup. Yeah. Right. What happened with Ted? Man, you mm. you you've known Ted a long yeah. time. Ted's a great guy. Yeah. I mean, Ted's, Ted's a great, a great guy. guy. We did two I mean, legendary books together. <laughs> I mean, Ted's a co author Yeah, Ted's a co-host.
0: Yeah, and once you're a co-author, I mean, that's a that's a bond that can't easily be broken.
2: I mean, that's greater than like the parent-child bond. Yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, I'm just going to throw that out
0: there. That's it's a cord of three strands, two men in a book. <laughs> it's not easily broken. You know, that, I think that's a legit proverb. That'll be like the pullout quote in the in the news release that we write. Uh, yeah, so we should all. I, I think that's a great idea. We should all take a crack at like a news release announcing the demise of this pod and uh <laughs> saying what lovely men each of us are. Um no, it's that's brilliant. We'll uh we'll we'll dial that up for next week. But boys, I was I was thinking back on some milestones uh, for for this podcast and kind of how so if we've been doing this for 8 to 10 years, let's say, a lot's changed for us in that time, and including like some pretty like paradigm-shifting kind of mindset changes. Like, I was in my 30s when we started doing this. And when you're in your 30s, you're looking at life in a completely different way. You're looking at your career in a completely different way. My career was different. Uh, This was like pre-professor. I was still living in Michigan. Pipe,
1: you might have been in your 20s. Were you in your 20s? I think... uh, Let's see. I, I, I think I would have just turned 30. Yeah, so... Cause I'm I'm uh I'm about I'm about to turn thirty nine. Yeah. So yeah, I would I would have just snuck into my thirties. Yeah, I recall at that point thinking that like I think I thought that you and I were closer in age then than I do now because we both our our ages started with the same number. Yeah, exactly. And we but you were basically the same age as as I am now or a little bit younger. Yeah. But yeah. It's. Yeah, now you seem much, much older and wiser. Well, I seem
0: much, much older, and I feel much, much older. I mean, boys, eight years in this business. My goodness. Oh, man. The does, demands, does. yeah, it takes a toll. It ages it takes you. takes a toll. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, it's like seeing a president at the <laughs> end of two terms. <laughs> exactly. I think that's how we all look and feel right boys, now.
0: Boys, <laughs> you look at the publicity shots from the beginning of this show. We, Oh, we're just a couple of you. We look like a, a bunch youths. of kids, you know, just a bunch of kids having fun in the studio.
2: Bunch of bunch of angry post youth group kids just making their way in the podcast world how like everybody
1: it, else. How is it that eight years in the White House makes presidents look gaunt, and eight years in podcasting gave me love handles? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I want the gauntness. Yeah, I want that. Yeah. I want that r- uh, that sort uh, of all raggedness. that pre
2: show prep you do. <laughs> you know, I,
0: I mean, it's... give me hollowed out, ravaged, gauntness any day. You know, <laughs> over the kind of fat, sleek. Excess of being
1: a radio star. Yeah, I don't. I don't want like the high blood pressure, red cheeked, thinning hair look. I want like my hair turned shock white, and there's like hollow. Yeah, just my cheeks are hollows mm-hmm. and sh- suitcases under my eyes. That's I'm a, I'm a-, I'm a
2: yeah, I want
1: to look like Crispin. I want to look like Crispin
2: Glover, not Rush Limbaugh. I think that's what Chris you're ben trying to Glover. say. Glover. Right now, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what we're all trying to get to right now.
0: I love it. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a great celebrity call out. Crispin Glover might be at the live show. You know, with it, with its sm-
2: Yeah, I heard. Well, that, I didn't want to mention that, but I think a, he might be going with Jared with a C. smaller entourage than they might be, they now, might be carpooling together. Yeah, yeah. Jared C. and Crispin Glover. Yeah, Crispin Glover. <laughs> what do you think they're gonna? What do you think they would drive if Crispin Glover? Dude, that's a and uh, Jared question. C. showed up at uh, at the last laugh. Uh,
0: something. And I'm inferring a lot about Crispin Glover's personality based on seeing him in Back to the Future 30 years
2: ago. Um. Do you think he's which might be the most normal role he's ever played if you really look at his catalog. Do you think he yeah.
0: still has the old DeLorean from from Back to the Future? I feel uh, how great would that be. Uh, that that would be that would be interesting. And Jared C would be so excited to ride in that. He would Oh, like, he'd be so pumped. Dude, he would hyperventilate, maybe throw up all over his Marshall. Stance. He would be so pumped. Um Yeah, I think he still watches that movie like twice a week. I think he would I think at Jared C, and this is a little esoteric, stay with me. I think he would spend a lot of time though. Kind of reflecting on who's more famous between him and Crispin Glover, you know what I mean? And he he, he kind of takes some pleasure in the fact that, like, at this venue, more people are probably going to recognize me.
2: He's not wrong, dude. I know. I mean, in that venue, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a, that would be a legit thought for him Mm -hmm. to have like well i mean they'd be like they'd be like hey jared who's your who's your friend
0: to be fair it's a really healthy thought for a lot of pastors to have and just spend a lot of time each day reflecting on how how famous they are in relationship to other people
1: that's just good healthy 2022 behavior yeah always always be measuring this the relative size of your fish versus the pond that you are in i mean it's just it's like it's it's right there as as one of those key laws of leadership.
0: I feel like pastors build in a couple hours every day in their little planners to do just to reflect on that. You know. It's part of the quiet time routine in the morning, you know. How famous am I compared to my the people that I call my friends? Um so yeah. At Jared C rolls up with Crispin Glover, what are they driving? I'm going I'm going on the nose, I'm going the DeLorean for Back to the Future. What do you think, baby?
2: Um I'm going with uh I'm saying Crispin will be the one doing the driving 100. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, what's I don't know what's the real pretentious sort of like hybrid electric car that all the celebs still Tesla pretend pretend that they drive. Mm-hmm. No, not a Tesla. The original one that like Prius. was made by Honda. Yeah, for,
1: the Prius. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll yeah, pull up the Prius. Yeah, I, yeah. I I see. I yeah. I would see. I would see Crispin Glover as a as, as a strong environmental poser. Mm. Uh, so yeah electric car for sure yeah tesla's a little too a little too modern so like uh the leaf what is is it the nissan leaf yes, or what know. is it you know so it's <laughs> yeah it's it's chevy, that one chevy leaf is what it is. oh chevy. yeah okay coming in strong I, with the yeah, electric and car. nobody nobody would hear them coming you know because yeah, that be car whisper. is it it'd be a whisper basically sounds like it's being pedaled. so <laughs>
2: but then at the same time like chris like crispin could be one of these old school dudes it's like Pulling up in his like 57, like totally like, like a six, you know, 69
0: Mustang fastback, you know, big yeah, roadie like, well, rumble. He's
2: probably more like that guy. Yeah,
1: yeah like dude, I don't care. I don't. I'm, See, I mean, I, I'm, on, I'm be, into classic cars. If know? it was going to be one of those cars, I don't think it would be a muscle car. I think it'd be like one of the 60s Ears Cadillacs with like the fins. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Kind, kind of, of a fins. two tone, so like canvas top. Uh, teal body with a white stripe down the side. Yeah, totally revi-
2: redone. And yeah, I mean, that, that's how he I roll. got another iteration right. of this. And hear me out on it. Crispin Glover
0: and Jared. Crispin <laughs> Glover <laughs> and Jared C. Motorcycle. That's abstract. Motorcycle right? with a sidecar. Who's in the sidecar? Wow. Is it Crispin or Jared. It's Jared. Ficturing
1: Jared with his goggles on. Yeah, all kind of wedged
2: into this little sidecar. Yeah, little. It's Jared C, but he's stoked because again, he's with the guy from back.
0: He's with the guy from Back Mm -hmm. to the Future. He's ascertained that he's more famous. He's stoked. He's he's on a on a cloud at that point. Um, that's that's really big. But, um, boys, when you started doing this program, what were your expectations of it? So thinking back like a decade ago almost at the beginning of podcasts, we start doing this. What are your expectations of it? And has it lived up to your
2: expectations or exceeded or fallen short of? Uh, All right. Well, let me start because I was kind of the late comer to the show. Mm -hmm. So according to what Barnabas told me (laughs) at the very beginning, there's still a chance that I'm going to have to uh, wave goodbye because Trogues wants to come back on. And I quote... If Trogs wants to come back on, Ronnie, then, I mean, it just means that you had a good run, but you will have to bring Dude, him. really? Was that the contract language at the beginning that's, of your that's deal? That's what it was. That's fascinating. That's what it was. So and I was, like, I was like, oh, okay. I was like, all right. All right. I see well, how it is. I see how much I'm wanted here. I Trogs it. could
1: trigger that clause in the contract, and you could be out. That'd be fast. Yeah. No, there was yeah. a statute of limitations on that. You know, that was like a that was like a 12 month kind of thing. You you, you know how Trogues was? It's like he was always stopping and starting things. Uh-huh. And uh I felt and,
2: so affirmed is what I'm trying to say.
1: <laughs> yeah, as as well you should. We want you um, around maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean when when he left the show, so when we started this show, you know, those it was Troggs and me doing a couple of these video things we switched it to audio Ted comes in as the third host Ted you and I had never met. I think we did the show for like 2 years before, 2 or 3 years we, before did. we met yeah. it in person yep. um and <clears throat> still haven't met Troggs in person by the way No oh, I haven't either and true. that's phenomenal Yeah, <laughs> yeah. amazing experience. But when he left it was it was a little bit like um it it had that Tom Brady's retirement feel to it Right you know not not that he was the greatest of all time but you're like is this real or maybe like Brett Favre retiring where he's like I'm yeah. stepping away I'm exhausted I'm burned and out you're like he'll be back
0: in 6 weeks you
1: know yeah i was yeah. like uh ah. well it turns out he signed with a different team and uh didn't come back to our podcast but but there was just he it wasn't like a guy's this show has had a run we're done and like Ted and I picked it up and ran the ball it was more like mm-hmm. There was a tenuousness to that whole thing at the time. So, yeah, Ronnie, you definitely got the – you might be a fill-in, and then instead you, you know, you just Wally-pipped him. You stepped in and, and, you know, just took over the role. I thought of it. I Wally-pipped him.
2: That's kind of the line that goes through my head every time I think about tropes. Mm But – You Chris Glovered him. Yeah. I crisp and glovered him. So, boys, I, I still feel like any day now, you guys are going to say, Hey, Trogs is coming back, which uh, then, again, means you're going to have to, uh, the book's not done. You're going to hey. have to remove all my content. Yeah. And you're going to have to just, you're going to have to re edit that thing. Trogs will have you know?
0: to write the, you know, 6,000 words that you contributed. You know, we'll, we'll back those out of there and, uh, but I promise he'll also edit your words, Ted. Oh, for sure, dude. Yeah, he'll, this
1: joke would be funnier if.
0: Yeah, he'll change every word of what I've written, and it'll be somehow dissatisfying. It's gonna be good times, boys. It's gonna be good. Yeah, it's, enjoy. Yeah,
2: enjoy that. It's gonna be amazing. Oh, uh, Trogs is writing me right now, so maybe I'm getting the. news. He's texting um, you.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's ready to ready to come back to the bargaining table with his contract. Um, I love it. So let's let's uh, let's do more kind what, of misty eye. What
1: were your expectations, Ted?
0: Oh, that's a
1: great question. You know, because you came, like, you got invited into this thing that, that Stephen and I had sort of like half-baked started. Yeah. And we were just, like, you were on, you know, episode one of the audio version. We did these these dumb videos, which I don't even yeah. know if they still exist anywhere. Not, when I say dumb videos, I just mean they were dumb because we were just doing a podcast while staring at a screen. It was like um, an early version of Zoom. You guys were actually, like, pioneers of that. Google Hangouts. Oh, great. Is what, is what we were using, Yeah, yeah. No, I think my expectations were pretty low,
0: and that's true of and almost been met everything perfectly. that I do. Yeah, yeah, the bar was so low. No, I mean, it, it sounds like I knew podcasts were a thing. Like, Bill Simmons had been doing it for a couple years, and I just thought, this feels a, enough like radio that I could get excited about it you know cuz i had a i had a high view of radio from like growing up listening to the radio as a kid so uh had a high view of radio it wasn't social media so that felt good it just felt like an easy thing to say yes to and um and it, it and it was fun you know i think it was more fun than i expected and one of my one of my like early memories of the show so i was freelance writing living in michigan working way too much because you can't make a living as a freelance writer. But I didn't, I hadn't yet learned that, but, uh, so I was adjuncting at a bunch of schools. I was doing a whole bunch of books and stuff. And I remember like recording the show from like parking lots on my phone. You know, I'd be in yes. some parking lot in Grand Rapids, Michigan, like between things. And I'd go out and there'd be, you know, eight feet of snow on the ground because there always was. And, you know, talking about some bit that Trogues had, you know, conceived of from my car. And I just thought this is going to be a disaster. And, uh, I, I would say like the process has gotten way better.
1: Oh yeah. I, I have a similar memory cause you know, my kids were, my kids were little at this like preschool and first grade or something like that. And we'd just moved to Tennessee and we're living in this apartment. And so there wasn't a lot of space. And so like, if, if they were awake, I had to find another place to do this. Yeah. And so I would go to like the apartment complex clubhouse and use like their their media room, kind of like their office setup. Yeah. And the Wi-Fi in there was trash. And so like <laughs> and I was and I was you know recording into into like the Apple headphones as my microphone. Nice. And yeah, so like when I when we made the made the huge leap to buying like Blue Snowball microphones four <laughs> yeah. years into podcasting. It was uh it, it felt like we arrived, and now, yeah, I mean, look at us now, just lavish, Ronnie has like a whole studio, you have an office oh. i uh I mean I have a desk that counts for something, there so you go. Mm. it's huge
0: no, it is it's, huge. it's it's very huge um Ron, had we done our books together at that point, I forget the timeline of all this, I think we probably had, uh,
1: yeah, I think uh yeah I think uh, I think bride Zill had just draw okay that that that. released while we yeah while we were doing the podcast the first one that you guys did together had had was yeah that was previous gosh
0: what a whirlwind ron i mean do you remember
1: 2012 that first
0: do you remember how our lives changed i mean
1: i feel
2: like i'm still recuperating from the from just the the media explosion that happened especially around the first book. you know what i and i and i think you're gonna relate to this when i say it
0: i barely know that guy anymore you know the mm. the the guy the guy that I was before Bridezilla. Mm. Oh, to 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 get that back, you know, to to claim to claim, to reclaim that in a Dude, Literally, this last week, this is so funny. A guy, a friend of mine, texted me from like some random Christian bookstore, and he was like, "Hey, you're in the bookstore," and then the picture comes through, and it's that book. <laughs> <laughs> And and I hit him back, and I'm like, "That's literally the worst book I've ever written. It's not even close." And uh, the the power of the (laughs) power of Waterbrook. Oh, the Waterbrook. You say the name Waterbrook Multnomah, and and people do things. You know what I mean? I, yeah, and Piper, I know you know what we're we're talking about, because you were, when we started the program, you were in the publishing business, and. I was. <laughs> that Waterbrook name, it does open doors, mm. is all I'm saying. Mm. Uh, I will say, it opened more doors when it was just Multnomah, Multnomah. Oh, Multnomah. Know? It just rolls off the tongue, doesn't
1: it? I mean, it's oh, really gosh. yeah. It's a simple name. It had, it had the little mountain yeah. as their little logo on the, the branding. Spine. I know because like my, not- my dad published with Multnomah back in the day, and so that name was like a staple in our house.
0: Everywhere you go in the world, that that logo is is sort of um, recognized around the yeah. globe. And uh,
2: yeah, I'm just I'm scanning I'm scanning my eyes around my house right now, and that thing just pop, it seems to pop up everywhere. Yeah, it really it's everywhere. Does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so shout out Waterbrook Multnomah. My question to you
0: is, both of you, does that company still exist? Or are they still putting books
2: out? Oh, you better believe it still exists. Really? You better believe it, big time. Fascinating. Yeah. bigger What are they bigger, doing? Bigger. What kind of moves are they bigger. making? What it, what are they you mean after our book? What are they doing? Yeah, they're they're they're
0: reveling in after we put them <laughs> on the map, you know, I'm still they're reveling for them, in
2: our success. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, you know, still dining out on Bradzilla, you know. Uh oh hundred percent.
2: 100%. How does it make I you mean,
0: feel, Ronald, you know. to know that we made careers with that book? Um, I mean, who's our you know, uh, Do you remember?
2: I,
1: I think your right answer is humbled. You feel
2: humbled. Yeah, I think I, I feel humbled. Do you remember who yeah. our editor was on that? I do. What was it? Um, well, a, a great. So I want to be careful now because we both love this guy, mm-hmm. Andrew Stott. Oh, Stottie! Yeah, we love
0: him. I haven't thought about him in eight years, but I love that guy. You know, truly. You guys are getting, you're getting uncomfortable because you you probably got a deal in the works with Stoddard.
1: I'll move I on. I don't
2: got a deal in the works with Stoddard, but he's a, but he really, he truly is like a, like a salt of the earth dude. He's a great, like guy. a brother.
1: You know, he was at uh, he was at David C. Cook when I did my first two books with them and then made the uh, there was kind of a mass exodus of leadership. And he moved over to Waterbrook just in time Mm. to have his career made by you guys. Wow. I couldn't pull it off. So he switched publishers to work with you guys. What a sliding doors moment for him.
0: You know, it all it all could have been different over at Dave Cook. Um, Dave Cook still a company.
1: things, Things have gone so well for them in the last eight years. What have they done lately? Uh, gone through nine VPs. Nice, dude.
0: Um, wait, were any of us a VP at Dave Cook for a minute? Um, I don't think I was, but I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it would have been so fast. You might not have noticed. Exactly. Dude, being, a, being a VP at Dave Cook, where are they based? Are they Grand Rapids uh, or Wheaton? Colorado Springs. The, the oh, other, one. the other one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Colorado Springs, you're moving your family out there. You're you're excited. You're VP finally in publishing, and then it it
1: goes south in six months. Who's their biggest author? Do they have anybody big in the stable? I mean, I think Francis Chan is still still publishing with Freaky. them. They they that that's the thing is like there was a stretch where they crushed, yeah. and then they just started. They had some great leadership who all left for other companies, mm-hmm. and then the. The transitions to new leadership just didn't go well on repeat. I think they're actually doing well now, okay, but it, it's there was about a six or seven year stretch where like they they were not doing well, and I don't know who they were acquiring that was mm. you know like big big authors doing great work. yeah, there were no
0: Frankie Chan though. We got a lot of mileage out of Frankie in the early years of the show. I feel like that was
1: a that was kind of a recurring motif. Um, back when Frankie was still like, a celebrity, I feel like we should do some investigative journalists and kind of a "Where is he now?" because yeah, he mm. he was such so important in our lives for a long time. Where do you think he is now? That's interesting. I have, I genuinely have no idea. Like you could tell me that he's like pulling a Mother Teresa in, in you know, Calcutta. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, Bangkok or something, or uh, that he is pastoring a network of home churches, mm-hmm. or that he is doing internet marketing, or that he has taken up <laughs> church consultant consultancy, as many pastors who leave the ministry do. Yeah. Um or like that he's become Eastern Orthodox. Like I had genuinely have no idea. All of those scenarios are kinda of
0: equally fascinating to me. So that was a good list, Pipe. Uh Ron, do you have any idea what Frankie
1: could actually oh, he, be up to these days? Ronnie just said the Irish goodbye, which makes sense because we are recording this on Saint Patrick's Day. Oh, is he out of here? My, I got yeah, my phone. He, te- he texted and said, I "Had to run." Sorry, guys. Dude, he got really uncomfortable with that Stoddard stuff. I probably I need don't to- think that's why he had to run, but yeah. uh, I, I did. I'm sure it accelerated his departure, dude. Because you know he's got like feeler
0: emails out to literally every acquisitions editor there is. So, Stoddy, well, and- if you're listening.
1: Ron loves you. Yes. Also, Andrew Stoddard as a person is wonderful. He's a I, good guy. I've never done a publishing deal with him. So yeah. I, you know, I only know him personally and I really like him. I was so. kind of doing a bit there where I sort of yes.
0: pretended to forget Andrew Stoddard and the great work
1: that we did together. But uh, Stoddy, if you would listening. understand he is a he is a man with a sense of humor and uh, n- not thin skin. So, yeah, you'll be fine.
0: And if you're listening, Ron really wants to do a book with you about literally anything. Give him an give, but him, the eight, give him the eight thousand dollar advance he he's But especially church planting in a small town. Exactly. Exactly. Um yeah, th- things have changed a lot, Pipe, since we started. Like Ron, Ron was still like a worship guy, I think.
1: Um or maybe he was just like right at the beginning of pastoring. I don't remember well, what this when was. we started, he was still a worship guy. When he yeah. came on the podcast, he had, I think he was pretty recently in Ohio. Yeah. So yeah. And because I think he's been there six seven years so that would have been about the time he started he was or, still kind of dining out on being a church planter remember
0: that when yep. it was like cool to call yourself a church planter and now like as of the past couple of years he's doubled down on like he he actually skipped over just being a pastor and now he's like I'm the pastor to pastors so not only my pastor i'm I'm like double pastor. So.
1: Well, some some of that, and I, he would be so offended to hear me say this, but I'm not worried because he won't listen. Um, is is simply his age? Like yeah. he start, he was a church planter when many guys are at the just pastoring stage. Yeah, yeah, that's you know. True. So, and then and then he moved into a season of life, if you will, mm-hmm. that is the pastor to pastor age bracket. Despite having, you know, there's sort of a condensed time frame. Yeah, that's right. Dude, can we do a second on him
0: insisting that he doesn't listen, but I actually think he listens to every second of the program. I think it's a I think it's performative when he says he doesn't listen.
1: What are your thoughts on that? Do you believe I mean I wouldn't him, be surprised. Kind of, yeah. I this is one of those like um We'll do what we do. He does what he does. We will pretend that we think that he doesn't listen. He will pretend that he doesn't listen, and both will go on our merry ways. I think that's probably how this works best. Yeah. I
0: think he actually – and this all manifests in different ways, right? So like cards on the table, I really do care about the show, and I enjoy doing the show. Um, I listen to the show. Like I enjoy the episodes. My wife listens. He pretends to not care about the show. But I think he actually cares about it the most out of the three of us in that he, he has he has the most like um, sort of ideas when it comes to how we should do things. Also,
1: he wouldn't keep doing this if he didn't care. Like yeah. it, he's a, I don't know how busy Ronnie actually is, but I know that he has enough irons in the fire that if this was a thing that he deemed <laughs> a waste of time. Yeah, he would. <laughs> he yeah. would not keep showing up every other week. Yeah, yeah, he would not show up once a month like he does. Like his,
0: you know, he 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 would not be the Cal Ripken Jr. of this program, and by that I mean being on it one time per month.
1: Yeah, I'm going to say, and, and and by that you mean I don't know who's a baseball player who's really good half the time, <laughs> and
0: Mike by the half route. the time we I'm mean a third time. of the time. Yeah, <laughs> um, Pipe, we both have a heart out. We need to close this program, but it has been. Uh a pleasure doing independent media with you. And um now that we're selling out, uh we're becoming a part of a huge corporate machine and you know, doing lots of coke and undoubtedly breaking up. Um it's been a good run, uh just kind of mom and popping this thing for eight years. But
1: uh I look forward to seeing where it goes. Yeah, I mean we already we already know where it's going. Yeah. We're gonna write our breakup letters exactly. uh, in advance. Exactly. Um,
0: on a rocket ship of fame and fortune is, uh, is where it's going pipe. We've done what we always do in this program in that we've wandered to and fro throughout independent media. And until
1: next time, the happy rant is brought to you by resonate recordings. If you go to resonate you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with.